Hello and welcome to episode number 293 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man. Every week whenever you're now about to say a number I'm always scared of how close we are to 300. Yeah, we're slowly getting there. Um, we kind of have tentative plans, I guess, in the sense that we have something we'd like to cover we're, for the show. We're, we're aware that 300 is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if, you, if what you mean by tentative plans, then, then yes. <laughs> yeah. We vaguely know that it's about seven weeks away. Um, <laughs> and there might be something that we can discuss that's pretty cool for that episode. Um, but other than that, no. Um, but yeah, we're not there yet. We are here uh, this week to discuss a little Shudder movie. Um, mm, always nice treat. Yeah, we, we obviously saw Hellbender. That was good. Um, have we seen anything else on Shudder this year off the top of my head? You're asking the wrong person, bro. <laughs> I don't I only think... watch the movies. Yeah, because I, I remember when we did Hellbender, it was like, oh, yeah, let's mm. have a look at what Shudder. And I literally just saw what was out that week, and that's why we watched that, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But this one's kind of been hanging around for a little bit, um, and obviously it's a British production, um, and it was at Fright Fest last year. So it was kind of like, oh, okay, let's, let's check this one out. Mm. Um, and also, I want to be uh, later on talking about a TV show that returned on Shudder um Ooh. in the form of cursed films um so yeah we'll be chatting about that one shortly as well um so so all the stuff on shutter this week which is nice um but kicking things off with the news there's one piece of news this week um and it's not good. even really news to be honest it's just a nice oh, little good, update good. <laughs> um for people um because it's one of our favorite movies of the year so far um which is of course ty west's x um, and it is available on demand very soon. Um, this Thursday, in fact, April 14th, nice. um, you will be able to watch this one at home. Um, I'm probably going to wait because the Blu-ray is supposed to be out end of May. Um, mm. God knows if that's UK or not. I'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, I, I really want to watch this again. Um, so I don't know. I might, I might end up renting it because I've just, I really, really want to watch it again. Um, but I also want those special features. I, I really want to hear about a commentary. I really hope there is one um but yeah i know plenty of people wanted to check this one out and obviously it was like one of the few really that was like exclusively at cinemas i know um and this seems to be the thing now like scream kind of came to digital pretty quickly um i mean what it was about yeah, a month got, ago wasn't it when physical we... now as well yeah i saw yeah have you got it yet um no i'm i'm very tempted there's a there's a little steel book that, that has ah. got my eye on interesting um a little little pretty looking steelbook i'm thinking and it's for it's a 4k steelbook <laughs> as well i mean you, how much is that bad boy under 40 quid yeah <laughs> is under it 30. under 30 what yeah 29.99 <laughs> nice <laughs> but i'm i'm very close to pulling the trigger on that one yeah there, there was a little spider-man movie that came out as well so i'm like oh man there's too much 4k i know so I'm, I'm almost like if i just get none i can forget 4k exists otherwise i'm gonna have to buy it all yeah i really want the new matrix on 4k as well and i'm like <laughs> but then i'm like waiting because i really want a nice like four film collection and i'm just like oh i know well, that's what i was thinking about scream because i've got a nice blu-ray but as they've done Scream four in four K. Is mm. there a chance of the the five movies in four K? Well, they did Seems... one as well, didn't they last year? Yeah, so I think there's four Scream and one, or whatever you want to do, four five, <laughs> four five and one. <laughs> I just had a stroke listening to that. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> that, that sums up Scream and one. 
<laughs> that sums up perfectly. Like it, like what how... you said, was factually accurate, but it <laughs> hurt my brain. <laughs> that, that sums up perfectly what a horror movie fan has to do when they talk about movie titles. Imagine yeah. like a horror movie fan trying to talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and do it correctly. I was gonna say, like, have you got Halloween, Halloween, and Halloween on 4K? Because um, there's literally three movies called Halloween. <laughs> yeah, but don't we call Halloween one of the Halloweens Halloween 2018 at this point? No, that's not the official title. <laughs> but then what's Rob Zombies? Rob Just Zombies, Rob Zombies Halloween. Yeah, that, that's the problem. We've only got Scream and Scream right now. We need to differentiate them somehow. It's five cream in our hearts. We I know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've gone off topic, but it's nice because there's nothing else to talk about in the news. So no, yeah, watch X. Really X is brilliant. I'm I'm going to watch it again plenty of times this year. Um, but yeah, shall we talk about this week's film? Do it. Let's talk about The Seed. So yeah, like we said, kind of, this was knocking around for a few weeks. I can't remember exactly when it came to Shudder. It was earlier this year, um, maybe last month. Um, and yeah, it was at Fright Fest uh, last year, which was obviously back when it was physical, um, which we didn't go to. Mm. Um, and yeah, it is, it's weird because one of the reasons why I wanted to see this was I'd heard it was like a British horror comedy. Um, mm. And then watching it, I feel like, that's not what I got. Um, <laughs> I was I was going to see how long we got into it until we um, brought, called it out on its bullshit. But yeah, let's just <laughs> straight away. Yeah, it's just weird, right? Because mm. I, I think I am right that the country of origin and this is like a British. Yeah, I mean, it's this not a British, British. Yeah, like it's a British movie, I guess, in the sense. Um, it, like it wasn't filmed in the UK. It was filmed in Malta, which is mm. kind of like you know just a cheaper version of pretending it's in the United States. Yeah. Um, in lockdown as well as when they recorded this in 2020. Um, but yeah, and it's obviously yeah, it's set in the states. Um, there's no English characters, I don't think. No, um, they, they they even reference like being american you know mm. in this movie at certain points like a you know oh i'm a stereotype being an american don't do that or whatever like it if you hadn't have like known beforehand because i was doing the same as you i was like this is like british you know kind of made and like you know described as country of origin you know united kingdom and it's like it yeah like you say a Malta production with a predominantly kind of cast that's acting american just doesn't mm. feel like the type of movie we we wanted yeah which is fine because that's like most mm. movies we watch anyway but yeah. it was just like one of the things that drew me in that and it being what i thought was comedy horror which we can kind of get into <laughs> when we talk about the movie um yeah. but what is what is the seed about well it's not comedy horror i tell you that much um <laughs> so you're telling me you didn't laugh i i, I didn't not once <laughs> um Oh, Christ. What is the seed about? So, um... <laughs> there isn't much to go over, to be honest. <laughs> no. Basically, a group of three friends are, um, staying in kind of one of the three... I can't even remember their names. I think one of them's called Heather. Maybe she's the one that's, uh, the, <laughs> the, the rich one that has the house. Um, sure. But basically, these three friends are staying away in one of the girls' kind of, you know, holiday homes in the middle of nowhere, and... They're basically, there's this big meteor shower that's going to happen. So they're kind of, 
they've gone there to uh, party, have the meteor shower, have a good time, fun time weekend, middle of nowhere, nothing could go wrong, right? Um, and um, it's kind of weird because they're they're like in the desert, but their actual like uh, house or whatever their home condo, whatever it is, is kind of like this enclosed area that does have like a garden and everything else but then there's just <laughs> desert around it it's very strange isn't it the yeah like i actually forgot for a lot of it that it is desert until there's mm. obviously a few sequences that then takes use of it but you are yeah it is it yeah. is strange yeah they're, they're almost they're almost just like on this little well it's not an island but you know what i mean it's just like this you know one bit of i want to look up know. where this desert is and or, or supposedly where this movie set in the states like is it yeah. arizona is it i don't know um, nevada potentially oh. Yeah, it's Nevada, apparently. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, the three of them are kind of... It, it's odd, really, early on as to why they're friends, because the, clearly there's an outlier that's very different from the other two, but they seem to be kind of school friends that still want to meet up and get together, and we kind of have our... Um, I think it was Heather, the girl whose house it is, who's kind of the go-between between between the other two girls. And then one of them is this kind of uh, live-streaming TikTok, kind of always wanting to be online and, and, you know, getting likes and followers and everything else on her phone constantly. And the other friend is kind of doesn't have a modern mobile phone, wants to stay off social media, and, and, you know, they are very kind of polar opposites. And the kind of weekend derails when basically just after the meteor shower happens an unknown thing lands in their swimming pool and wonder what that is right it definitely that's wasn't it definitely wasn't psycho gorman that's for sure it, de- it definitely wasn't psycho gorman <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that for now it definitely wasn't psycho gorman or a fake alien like in nope mm. um but other than that who knows um and so, yeah, the rest of the movie is them dealing with this weird little angry alien baby that's uh, very, <laughs> very frustrating and just, just screams a lot and moans like a bitch half the time. Yeah, and that's all it really does for, like, 99% <laughs> of the film, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but all the whole while I'm very conscious that the movie is called The Seed. I'm mm. not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, do you want to lay into this one first or should I? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have, like, any strong thoughts towards this. It's just, it reminds me, and it's interesting that it was at Fright Fest last year, because that fully checks out, because that was going to be my go-to to discuss this movie, was it just reminds me of so many movies that we've seen, particularly at Fright Fest, that are just extremely passable but forgettable horror films that there's not a single thing there's not a single element or moment or visual or anything or idea which is just like oh i've never seen that done in a horror movie before it's just every single thing about this is generic but passable like it's not terrible it's everything is just fine it's almost like by the numbers you know like horror movie by committee where it just doesn't really have a heart or a soul and doesn't it never goes in one direction like i i went into it expecting something funny um and maybe that's just on me but that's what i thought it was going to be and then you know like i say i don't know at what point i got into it maybe it was around a 30 minute mark and i hadn't laughed i was like okay this clearly isn't comedy um 
and yeah, I, I'm like you, I didn't laugh at anything in this movie. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe that's not what they're going for. I, especially with the social media element playing such a huge mm. role early on, I then thought, okay, that's going to be their angle. It's going to be something to do with this like extraterrestrial mixed with social media. I'm like, okay, this could be interesting. And it's just nothing. It's just three incredibly boring, bland characters thrown together they feel like they've never met each other in their lives um Mm -hmm. but they're just together for whatever reason um this one element happens which happens pretty late i mean it's already about 25 minutes into the movie when you even get like the thing happen which we're talking about yeah and i'm like jesus christ like you've already burnt up nearly a third of your runtime and then it's like another 40 minutes until that's even kind of yeah comes to fruition like what the end going the end game is yeah, which is these tiny little moments that are just these super generic, like, how do we crowbar horror into this? Oh, I know, it'll just be a bunch of random flashes and quick cuts of vaguely horror things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here's someone bleeding out of their eyes. Here's someone vomiting some black blood. And again, it's all fine. Like, it's all done competently. Um, it's just so generic, where it's like, I've seen this done a billion times at this point, and... That's why at a certain point I definitely emotionally tapped out where I was like, I don't give a shit about any of these characters. I don't give a shit about whatever this alien is because it's literally done nothing other than just sit in one spot. And at a certain point I kind of figured out like, oh, you guys have only got like one interesting creature model. So and all you can do is just kind of like move it around very lightly and that's it. (laughs) So it's like I was I was expecting it to kind of extrapolate, get bigger get stronger maybe start moving around start talking just doing anything um and it didn't it just sat in one spot and just kind of yeah like you say just moaned and was irritating um and you could tell it was just their one prop and they were like yep this is all we've got for the movie we're gonna have to make it last and yeah it's just like a lot of films we've seen really that there's probably 30 minutes of content in this entire film that is somehow of course like we have to make that 90 minute mark so it's just stretched and stretched like there was one scene when i couldn't believe the level of stretching when the character she like leaves the house and gets in the buggy and goes to like a neighbor and that whole sequence i couldn't believe how long it was where i almost wanted to time it where i was like right she's getting into the car that's like a minute and a half she's like then driving in the car with nothing happening other than just shots of her driving in the car for about a minute her getting out of the car is another couple of minutes her walking around this dark house until she finds the object which is the plot point to continue the story is like another three minutes it's just unbelievably boring to to kind of fill in these gaps in between you know their supposed action sequences and then even then they're just okay um the ending really pissed me off like we don't even really have to go over it because it's not even relevant but like it's such a snarky like oh we think this is clever and you just see it coming a mile away the second there's like a new character introduced in this kind of um heightened moment i could i just saw it coming a mile away and i was like really like this is just so dumb and boring and yeah it's i I have i have ended up laying into it more than i guess i wanted to but it's it's not it's not terrible it's just worthless i guess like it's just (laughs) there's no merit to it like it's it's just a shame because movies like this are the ones i guess that bum me out the most that they aren't 
a complete abomination. But it's the thing I question time and time again is like, why did this script get made? Like this script is not a completed script. This is barely a first draft. Like it's got three characters who need to be fleshed out as characters and make them interesting and at least do something with that dynamic of those three people. They needed to do something with the social media element. I mean, they literally set that up and then their phones stopped working and that's it. Yeah, I know. That was <laughs> the, They're like, well, I guess we're done with that one. Yeah, and the movie just forgets that that was like the one thing it had going for one of the characters. Like, out of the three characters, the only thing I can remember is one of them was on social media. The mm. other two, I don't know anything about them. One of them owns a house um, or, or is letting them stay at her dad's house, should I say. Um, and the other one's just there because they needed a lead character that didn't look like the other two i guess like it was just (laughs) the writing is what really pisses me off about this one more than anything because i think everything else was like competently done like it looks fine and everything else but it's like once you start with such a bland boring script you're never going to be able to make a good horror movie uh, movie out of it regardless of how good the effects are the editing the sound you know all the other elements you need to make a good horror movie it's just such a dead boring script there's nothing new or, or interesting about this that just here's this random thing that plops down in their pool and then nothing happens. Like there's so much potential to do interesting stuff there. And I just don't think it went in any interesting way for me. Um, what did, what did you make of the seed? Yeah. Well, I think there are, it's, it's the most quintessential, like you say, kind of fright fest movie that you would watch. And it's, you know, like, like you said, it's no surprise. It was at fright fest. And for me, there's, there's three versions of bad fright fest movies. There's the ones that are pretentious and smell their own farts for 90 minutes. <laughs> this, this movie's not that. Oh, I'd love there, to watch there, that compared to this sometimes. Yeah, because there, yeah, at least you can laugh at them. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's the movies that just are terribly made and don't feel like feature movies. They feel, yeah. like, they, feel like they were shot on an iPhone, unlike <laughs> Unsane, though. Um, and, and they have terrible sound and just feel like they're a film student project. I'm impressed that and, you remembered Unsane. Thank you. And, <laughs> and, then, and then there's these movies where yeah. the people making this movie have made a film that looks like a movie. This, this looks like a movie. It's got good production. It sounds good. It's shot well. It looks good. But there's, it, it just sh- shouldn't exist because it just mm. doesn't do anything. It's it's 90 minutes of these incredibly boring characters. I think it's described as a comedy because it, it's almost like they've written these terrible characters to almost try to be funny, but there's mm. no punchline. There's just these annoying characters that are just these cardboard cutout stereotypes. So instead of laughing at them, you just hear them talk for 25 minutes before anything happens, and none of it's funny. It's all just generic, It you know, like... Um, you know, it, it looks like a movie, but it seems like it's written, you know, just with with no depth at all and, and mm. just doesn't, you know, I just didn't care for any of the characters, didn't have a single laugh. The second we got to the crux of the movie and the alien turned up, it was, as you said, it was one trick to show um, what this alien looked like. It, it didn't look that interesting, but it looked no. it looked good. You know, it didn't it didn't look like a terrible you know, puppet or anything like that. It looked reasonably believable, but it was just like a weird mole-looking thing, really, a kind of slimy mole that was it's like, like okay, the first version, you... didn't it? Of like, mm. this is going to go somewhere. This is its first form, yeah. which is very basic. And and then yeah, the movie is just so by the numbers. You knew exactly what the alien's intent was from the second it rocks up. Like you said, the final scene, 
you knew exactly what was happening. And there were multiple scenes. I had this moment, and I'm going to go off topic for a second, where I don't know whether you've seen this. I'm sure you have. The, these videos that get posted of people that pass out while on a roller coaster. <laughs> right, and, yeah. The, the adrenaline hits them and they pass out and then they wake up for like two seconds and they scream and then they pass out again. <laughs> have you seen these? Yeah, yeah. I have, yeah. Well, <laughs> I just can't wait to see why it's relevant to this. <laughs> I hope it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> That was me for the last 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> Just the last 10? Yeah. I, I got so tired. And it was... Especially because we get a scene where we get this kind of... Uh, I don't even know Just, if we're going to spoil the territory. You can spoil it if you want, because I don't care. One of the characters gets shot. And it, and it felt like... And it kind of ended with her hitting the ground. And it almost fades to black. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're going for like a bang in your face ending. And then we get like these five five minutes where she kind of comes around and is all like, "Whoa, I've just been shot. What's mm. going on?" And she's like stumbling around. And and as you said, that scene should have, you know, that one in, that you mentioned her driving to a house. It was the same thing where she was wandering around. You knew exactly where she was going to end up, <laughs> it and you knew exactly so what was going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, I fell asleep about four times <laughs> in those two minutes. I kept like. <laughs> I became the roller coaster video where I was like, I need to film me trying to get through this movie because I was just like, and I kept waking up and I had to keep rewinding it. But I was like, oh, uh, I'm going backwards because I've I've watched five seconds, I've fallen asleep, and then I have to hit back fifteen seconds. So I'm like, I'm never going to get through this movie. I'm going to have to just sleep power through it. I feel like with this movie though, this is the one movie that like you could effectively take moments to sleep and you wouldn't miss anything no i well well, I, well i'm sure i passed out for other parts of it but i like i like to do my best to not sleep through <laughs> movies that i do for the podcast I feel like, I feel it's like taken this bar. long but you finally admitted it <laughs> <laughs> well no because i like to not do that uh, but this, this movie pushed me to my absolute limits to the point that i uh. yeah I, I was losing consciousness not in time <laughs> oh god i can't believe i've gotten so much more enjoyment from this conversation than i did like the 90 minutes watching this film oh. Oh, me too, <laughs> but i mean basically if, if you want to experience that then i guess you should watch this movie <laughs> is that your recommendation <laughs> i'll tell you what we'll do we'll uh we'll set up a camera on me and I'll watch this movie again, and I'll give you a 90-minute version of those roller coaster videos. I want to know if anyone else has a similar experience, if you want to try it. Just put on the yeah. seed on Shudder <laughs> um, yeah. and just see how you get on. Because, yeah, it's I can see why. Like, it is just such a... We haven't yeah. seen a movie like this in a while, I, I don't think. And, and it really does harper back to some I of those Fright Fest yeah. movies, where yeah. it is just like... Again, once you have a platform like Shudder, you have to fill it with so many different movies. And I think that's what's wild is that when I saw this with like the Shudder splash on it at the start and stuff, you really start to think about like, man, on Shudder right now, you can watch Psycho Goreman, you can watch VHS 94, you can watch all of these incredible movies. Mm -hmm. um, and it really is, it means something that Shudder has all these <clears throat> movies that you can't watch anywhere else on any other streaming platforms. And 
then you see something like this and you're just like, oh, this is just not remotely on that level. But they obviously have to build out that platform because they can't just have like four amazing movies come on the platform yeah. a year. Um, and but they have to stuff though, as well. Can, yeah, but they do get things like Hellbender. Yeah, exactly. You know, which is a super indie movie that, that I had a great time watching mm. and was just had so much meat on the bone because it had you know, interesting plot, interesting characters and, and just this, you know, all the way through you're engaged with it. And it's just, you know, it, it was after 20 minutes where I was like, b- before the, before the meteor had even landed, I was like, Oh no, this movie's bad. And and, and mm. at that point there was nothing that really should have thrown up that warning sign because it was competent. Mm. You know, it looked good. It sounded good. People, I mean, I do think the, the act, the three actresses weren't great no you know that they, they had no chemistry mm. and <clears throat> when they could play like the oh i'm on tiktok and i'm just gonna you know take pictures of like myself on tiktok like that they could do but the second they had to actually react to this creature in front of them it just fell apart like they they were really poor um so you know that wasn't great but 20 minutes in i just thought to myself this movie is being labeled as more of a comedy than it is a horror. And I haven't even like, I haven't even picked is it, up. Is it definitely? Yeah. Like, is that, is that hundred percent true? Well, for me, I mean, all I did was look it up on IMDb and it, and the first thing is comedy. So yeah. it's comedy, horror, sci-fi. Right. Cause I and, remember that's what I thought going in as well, but I thought things, I was just mistaken. And multiple things that I, yeah, like I've seen about it other than that kind of labeled labeled comedy. So yeah, I was fully going in expecting a comedy. Yeah. And like I say, <clears throat> it, I, I wasn't even picking up on what was meant to have been a joke, mm. you know, and because, you, you know, sometimes you'll get jokes that don't land, but at least, you know, they're jokes. Yeah. The only, and, part, I mean, the, the only part of the film which felt like it was going for comedy was the whole interaction with like the, the guy that was like the, yeah. uh, the pool yeah. guy or whatever he was. He was yeah. like the gardener, wasn't he? Yeah, there was a potential that those weren't, you know, it wasn't funny, but maybe that just wasn't landing. Yeah, yeah that's the only thing that was remotely close. But I think um, it was almost to a point where I felt like this movie was made and it was just meant to be a sci-fi movie. Mm. And then people kind of watched it and was like, oh, were you trying to be funny with like these stereotypical characters and terrible dialogue? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was funny, wasn't it? It was <laughs> self-referential. And they're like, oh, okay, we'll just slap comedy in front of it. That's, that's honestly what it felt like. Yeah, well, this um, movie feels like it just lacks any sort of main identity about what type mm. of horror movie it wants to be. And so, yeah, like, coming out of it, you could label this anything. I mean, the fact you've just now said sci-fi multiple times, like, I didn't even yeah. really think about that until now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you could call it that. Like, it's just... Alien, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, it is just... It's so generic... It, that it can fit so many different categories where you could be like, oh no, actually it has you know, like social messages about like the rise of social media and da da da. Like there's just so much you could put if you wanted to try and talk up this movie, but none of it's true. It, it's just has a fine looking movie that has no substance whatsoever, and I really do think it just comes down to the story is just not there. This 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 is a lack of story, a complete lack of characters, and I just don't know. Movies like this do really make me appreciate the great indie movies, like like we've already yeah. mentioned with Hellbender. When you look at it and you go like, man, especially because clearly this did have a budget, like not a huge budget, obviously, but we're all talking about it in terms yeah, of relative terms. Yeah, like because it looks nice, like it's well lit and everything like you that. Look at, 
you know, I don't want to keep harping back to it, but I think it's a great comparison because we've watched it recently and it's on Shudder. Yeah. Hellbender was pretty much made by like four people. Yeah. Like, like acting and behind the camera. Mm. They just kind of made a movie and it, and it felt like a, a, you know, a movie that could have easily been at cinemas and you wouldn't have thought it looked bad. Yeah, and it was um, interesting like, and had something to and, say. And it, yeah, and it was great for all other reasons. This movie, if I watched it, if I watched going back to the seed, if I watched this movie at the cinema, it wouldn't have looked like it shouldn't be there if you just watched 10 seconds of it. Mm. If you were just walking past the cinema and you kind of saw that, they'd be like, oh, that looks like an actual movie. Yeah. You know, and but it's just once you actually get into it. And it's one of them where I do feel bad just fully slating it like this, but... I just think, you know, as you say, the, the sometimes when people talk about indie horror movies and you kind of start to say like, oh, there are really good ones and, you know, you've got to try and pick them out. And it's like, this is why it's so difficult because this is what a lot of them can be, mm. where it's just like, sure, you could take a seed from this, see what I did, mm. here and there, uh, you know, a nugget, if you will, of something that's decent you know, the creature looked okay. It looks kind of fairly competent, you know, made and all of these little things you might, you might really like a character, which I don't get, but whatever, like you might be able to get little bits from it and then suddenly be like, oh, okay, this indie movie's all right, but this shouldn't be what we need to do at this point. There are indie movies that are just top to bottom, infinitely better than this. Mm. And, and they're the ones that you have to put a focus on. And these ones, I think, Unfortunately, you do have to some call them out and just say, "Well, this isn't what you, this isn't what you should be gravitating towards for for the indie horror scene." Yeah, I feel like the only positive <clears throat> outcome of a movie like this is that this is good experience on the CVs of everyone involved. Where it's like, mm. okay, you've got a competent looking movie under your belt, and then you move on to a next project, and hopefully that next project will have substance. It'll be interesting, and it'll be appealing to horror fans. Because I I watch this, mm. and there's there isn't a single element that I can possibly recommend that horror fans would enjoy. People that watch a lot of horror movies, I go, so what would be the thing about the seed? I'd be like, there's nothing in this there's literally no. nothing in this that i could possibly recommend to horror fans that they would get a kick from there isn't it, like a cool visual a cool bit of horror a no. kill a funny moment an interesting character a, an interesting message like a, an up-and-coming director an up-and-coming actor great soundtrack there's just not even one thing that i could be like it's just like nope everything about this i'll have forgotten almost everything about this yeah. next week other than the <clears> fact <throat> that you fell asleep for it multiple times um <laughs> that was that was definitely the because even movies like is... lamb where i'm like okay like i'll remember the yeah. visuals of that movie even though like yeah. it's horror fans shouldn't watch it because it's not a horror film but like I, i'm not gonna remember anything about this film no i mean either this will be one that you like to say a few weeks down the line we'll mention it and i'll be like what <laughs> like we saw this like I, I i i must have blacked out and then you'll be like yeah you did multiple times we'll be like wait we um, saw a british film this year <laughs> but like the thing is i think that you know the director because it's a you know he's a writer director of this movie and i mm. think it is a case of well <clears throat> whatever if you had a pretty low budget for this you've made a movie that looks good mm. and, and sounds good and you can show this to someone and get a proper decent script and then and you can make a good movie you know a good looking movie it's just that the, the the script isn't isn't there yeah you know and, and so it, it, it like you say it's just to, should go on someone's cv and yeah going into recommendations i don't recommend this in any way unfortunately i, I hate to be as you know i've been pretty negative for it but i can't help it mm. I, it really did nothing for me 
it didn't move the needle in any way. So, I, you know, especially when we talk about Shudder and what it has on there, this this is a complete non-recommendation. Yeah, no, I sadly have to completely agree. And like we say, these are the, always the toughest ones because you know that these people are only doing it for the love of horror, just like the reason why we're doing the podcast. And so we, we always want these people to do well, but we have to be honest. Otherwise, there's no point in doing the show. And yeah, as far as honesty goes, I can't honestly recommend that anyone watches this. Like I say, on Shudder, there's so many amazing horror films on Shudder. Um, and there is another thing that I want to talk about very shortly on Shudder, which I will be recommending mm-hmm. to people. Um, but this is this isn't yeah. it just skip over this one this this one just isn't worth the 90 minutes i'm afraid um but yeah that was our discussion of the seed Uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, as I mentioned, um, did watch something else on the old Shudder in the past week. Um, as did I. Which, uh, lucky enough, I thought was absolutely incredible, um, which mm. was the return of Cursed Films. Um, obviously, <clears throat> season two of this docuseries. So for people that don't know about the show, because I feel like it's gone fairly under the radar. Um, Very under the radar, and I'm at, yeah. a, I'm at a point now, especially after seeing these episodes, that I don't want that to happen anymore because I genuinely think this is fa- fantastic. Um, Cursed Films is like, so it's five episodes the first season. I believe the second season is the same. Each episode is based upon... It's like a mini documentary um, telling the story of film productions. And obviously that's kind of where like the hook comes from and the title that it's kind of this quote unquote cursed films. Um, And I would say to people, because I was initially turned off by the title back before Mm. I watched season one, where I was like, I don't really know what that means. I obviously don't believe in curses. So like, that's a bit odd to me. And then as soon as you kind of get over that fact that it's like, no, it's just basically troubled film productions, but that's not a catchy title. Um, Mm. Once you then figure that out, and then as someone who loves hearing about troubled film productions, I think it's, there are so many that are genuinely more fascinating than the actual films that that came out of them. Um, And yeah, when you just think about just that phrase, troubled film productions, there's so many that immediately spring to your mind obviously loads of horror films loads even in the last decade that i can think of that are like man Mm. i would love to watch this this version of this an in-depth look at why there was just so many bad luck bad occurrences weird coincidences also just horrible shitty things that happened and I think season one was good. I really liked it. Um, In particular, the ones on The Crow and The Twilight Zone, the movie, I really liked. The Twilight Zone one was was really good. Yeah, it was. Um, I think the reason why season one didn't click with me massively was probably due to the other three movies that they covered. I still found them to be interesting stories, but I don't like any of those films. Um, The Exorcist being the big one, I just... That's like the biggest horror movie that I can't stand. That's my one. <laughs> um, and then I don't like The Omen or The Poltergeist really that much either. Um, and it is just weird that those three were all in season one because I would I would probably argue they're the three biggest horror movies that have big fan bases that are obviously very important horror movies that I just don't like at all. Well, I think my problem was I'm a little bit different. Like I don't hate those movies, but mm. I don't really like them if I'm being... The, the Omen I like. The other yeah. two I'm not, not a huge fan of. But I... Um... I just felt like they they they're very similar. Yeah, in, exactly. In tone of movie, but also kind of about what happened. So it kind of felt like you just see the same thing multiple times. Yeah. Um and I kind of <clears throat> you know, it, it 
I, I, I liked, you know, the variety of it. And obviously we're, we're getting that in season two straight off the bat. Yeah, so obviously this is supposed to be like horror films, um, and then we kick things off with The Wizard of Oz in episode one, which um, I remember talking about in the news a few weeks back when we heard about this, because I was like, I love this. I think, obviously, I think it's cool that they probably only do it one or two times a season, um, because there's plenty of horror to talk about, but this was the one that... One, I think, one time (laughs) you get one a season, and they chose well. Yeah, like this is, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Like, I've heard so many different stories about the production of wizard of oz over the years and i think obviously now talking about this first episode like they did an amazing job of yeah. telling you everything you'd want to know i think as someone who had like half taught like half heard a lot of the stories this was perfect because the the whole like munchkin part of the episode and how they were like all rowdy on set like that was the thing that i've heard for years of just like oh yeah the munchkins they were all horrible and so the episode does such a good job of saying right here's the premise of the thing that you know right why is that a thing let's get to the bottom of that and they really go deep into like the the interview that um oh god i forgot her name judy, judy garland is that right judy garland, yeah, um yeah. The, like the famous interview she gives when she talks about them all being um, drunks yeah, and then crazy. there's what well, is it under the rainbow that movie that is like over the rainbow under the rainbow something like yeah, that yeah like that movie is wild that it's like this weird comedy mm. where they're all just like partying and going crazy in this hotel um and the fact that they got like the director of that film for a I sit know. down interview was just great Probably- is under the rave under the rave mode because i can't believe carrie fisher's in that movie yeah like, i need this i haven't seen that movie i, no, I, I don't think i have but yeah i'd like i'd heard all the munchkin stuff and so like they did such a good job of really explaining that yeah. and being like well maybe they were but there was a few of them and all that stuff and then just all this other wild stuff like the original guy that was going to play the tin man and how he kind of yeah. basically got poisoned by like the paint that they put on him i know and the witch like, yeah all the stuff <clears throat> with the witch was great and then obviously like the the, the, the pinnacle of the episode was the whole like like, there's a dead munchkin hanging in the background oh, God, yeah. because obviously that's like probably the most horror part of the episode mm. as well and the way they portrayed that in the episode with this guy who's like got these two vhs tapes yeah. and he's got these two crt tvs and he's putting them in and, and they're juxtapositioning that with i can't remember who the other guy was that was telling the story but he was basically saying how like oh it's these internet idiots that believe this yeah. story whilst cutting to this dude now i don't know who the person was that they were cutting to like like I hope that he's playing a character, um, but it was a, it was he's, amazing. He's like the private detective from Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what? How amazing was that? Like that was one of the best yeah. kind of. It, it, it was pure entertainment, and at a certain point, it almost pulled me out because I was like, I don't even think I'm watching a documentary at this point, but I don't care. Like this is hilarious how they're portraying this. <laughs> it was really good, and the thing that that um, did so well was i also then watched the wizard of oz this week oh i really i really want to (laughs) which i i won't go into now but i just had to oh i'm really i'm gonna watch it now as well i'm so jealous after after watching this documentary yeah it's on now tv in the uk all right i I wonder uh, i'm gonna watch it and um i was like i need to watch it and it's just it's just crazy and obviously after watching this documentary and just seeing the scenes like the munchkin hanging scene and you can just see a bird in that scene and and when you see like the witch kind of and the little flame pop up and realize yeah. what that did to and just all these things it was it was great like and the movie's just an absolute trip as well it's a, it's a musical you know it's a it's a 
stage show that was made into a movie that's mm. just kind of crazy you know it just feels like you're at the the theater yeah it's so tongue-in-cheek and panto and obviously well, i love it's just those like movies that are that old as well that they just have <clears throat> such a weird vibe to it like you're watching a movie that was made 80 yeah. over 80 years ago like, exactly. like say, when you're talking about the stunt level and the choreography and all that stuff like they didn't have a clue what they no. were doing like they were inventing the steam, these techniques the, as they were going the the sets the set design of it mm. where it just that, that's why it feels like a panto because yeah. it's so clearly a set yeah and it, and it just you know it's a wooden set it's a painted wooden set that they're on <laughs> and and that so that's why it just feels like you're at the panto or or you know the theater and it's brilliant i think as well like obviously like the way the munchkins are portrayed in the movie mm. and then the way they're credited i can't even i don't even want to say what they're credited because i'm sure it's like a derogatory term now but okay. they basically just say like the, the the little people as the munchkins right and yeah. none of them get credit wow. um and it's just like oh my god like i know it's 80 years ago but it was still <laughs> just shocking to me to see that like you know ones you know there there are there are munchkins that have speaking parts mm. there's like a munchkin king and stuff i'm like surely credit <laughs> you know if you're going to credit like a few of them and then be like oh and then the rest it, but that's bad enough but just you know it was just like oh no these people have no worth they're just being clumped together which i just found you know strange to see and obviously with the documentary and kind of the way they're portrayed just seeing that that was like you know a bookend on that um, it was fascinating and definitely after watching the curse films, you should definitely do it. Oh yeah. I'm definitely going to watch um, the movie, but th this episode I yeah. thought was outstanding. <laughs> like I've, yeah. like season one, I thought this first episode was vastly superior in terms mm -hmm. of just quality and interest and in anything in season one, like really as well, the quality I want to nail down. Like I thought this was a beautifully crafted documentary, the way it kind mm -hmm. of goes in from each topic to topic. I think all the people that they got on it were very interesting in very different ways, especially yeah. a movie that's this old, that it's like, you can't get anyone that directly worked on the wizard of oz like it's impossible so they did a really good job of at least getting people that were tangentially you know linked to the project um which i just thought was absolutely outstanding so yeah i'd completely yeah. recommend everyone checks this one out obviously episode one um episode two which comes out this week on rosemary's baby um i have seen i'm, I'm assuming you haven't seen this one I haven't watched it yet. I've, well, I watched like the first five or 10 minutes and then I'm like, oh, I need to give this my full attention because again, it's interesting. And I think as well, obviously with it being kind of uh, Roman Polanski and how they kind of get into that very early on, I'm mm. like, oh, I, I really want to see this because obviously that, that whole, you know, what happens to him around the time i didn't realize it was like around the time this movie was being made yeah so um, it's is pretty damn crazy yeah I'll, we'll talk about it next week once it's aired <laughs> properly it's incredible <laughs> um <laughs> everyone needs to watch it and yeah it's i've never seen rosemary's baby it's weird because no, I, I always put it in that category with these other ones like the exorcist and stuff where i'm like ah it isn't for me and it's weird because i did that with carrie for the longest time as well where i was like oh yeah i won't like it and then when i watched it i fucking loved it so like i should watch rosemary's baby and i'm kind of glad that they didn't really spoil too much in this episode because they talked a lot about it but then like you say they very quickly transitioned into roman polanski and sharon tate and then it mm. effectively the second half just becomes this like in-depth look at the manson murders and nice. it's so well done really really well done like i highly recommend it like this show is just on fire right now like i already really can't wait cool. for whatever episode three is i can't um, i can't wait for the wes craven episode man well that's gonna be weird I, right I because 
obviously we we watched serpent in the rainbow recently and i am curious like because i hope I it isn't just a a look at the war that was happening at the time like obviously that's going to mm. play a massive role in the episode but i am curious yeah. if there's anything else to say about that production other than just yep yeah. they tried to shoot a movie during the middle of a war which i know is very interesting and is clearly mm. worthy of an episode but i wonder if there's there is other elements because these first two movies have so yeah, many incredible level. Yeah, yeah fascinating <laughs> elements to them um so yeah they're just brilliant yeah yeah it's been really good and i think um it you know it, it is picking the right subject matter but also exploring it in the right way and i think i can't remember whether we spoke about that on air or off air i think we was on our, on air last week when we spoke about the netflix kind of version of this the yeah. movies that made us yeah we did yeah incredibly poor it is mm. and then after watching this i was like oh my god i like, know it's mad why can't the people that make this talk about stuff like home alone and that yeah. because i found that story obviously not for the podcast but i found it fascinating but the but the documentary around you know the movies that made us for home alone it was just so poorly made but the content was so rich and i was like oh if only we had someone that could like do it in a good way that it would this could be so i mean good. they literally did like a whole season didn't they based upon horror films where they did like yes. nightmare on elm street and alien oh and all this God. stuff and i literally um, haven't watched it i can't watch it because i tried to watch the nightmare before christmas one and i tapped yeah. out after 15 minutes because i felt like i was going to have a seizure like i think it's, i watched two of them oh the production on that elm street one and i and i think i watched whatever the episode one was of the horror ones and then i was like i can't watch these anymore but i need to watch the nightmare on elm street one so i just then watched that one and and they were truly awful and again like, like what we just talked about with the film that we just discussed mm. it's it shows you the level of quality and that's why i don't want this to be underrated like this mm. season these first two episodes are incredibly made interesting documentaries it's not just the content carrying it the content is amazing but the what they've mm. done to make it interesting and entertaining for 40 minutes goes so above and beyond what they needed to do directly compare that to a massive hit on netflix these movies that made us to have i'm gonna guess at least 10 times the budget and they are so poorly made they are just these most like devoid of any sort of interest in the way they jump cut the way they continue to reuse all these quippy little catchphrases they're so unbelievably irritating to me like it's and like i say it's such a shame because i would watch all of them um like all the horror ones like i say they've got home alone like i started with nightmare before christmas because i know that's an an incredible story of Mm. how that movie was made and i love that movie and i just couldn't do it i was like man you guys are making me hate a movie that i love (laughs) yeah um, no, it's frustrating, man. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, everyone check out Curse Films on uh, Shudder. Um, and yeah, we'll talk about episode two next week because yeah, it's it's very good. Um, I did just remember as well before we end up. Um, I did watch another movie actually over the weekend. Um, almost forgot, so I'm glad that I remember to mention it because yeah, I haven't don't have too much to say on it, but like because I think I talked about it last year a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, which was American Werewolf in London. Um. Because, yeah, I think I watched it last year for the first time. Yeah, I think you did. Um, and so, yeah, I've recently picked up the 4K um, and just watched it again. And I I absolutely adore this movie so much. Like, it's interesting <laughs> doing this podcast because th- this is, might only be interesting to us. But, like, I feel like doing the show, we basically had all of these movies that we knew and loved, like, pre 
podcast yeah. and it, it was basically like you know we grew up on stuff like dawn of the dead that obviously we didn't watch dawn of the dead in 1978 not by a long shot but we grew up on it when we grew up mm. and it was always part of our lives but then there was a whole bunch of horror movies that we've obviously went back and discovered over the last sort of six years doing the show um that mm. are very different to like the new stuff that we're covering and obviously i've seen so many different ones going back and watching all those cronenberg uh, movies last year yeah, that i really Harry. enjoyed yeah and carrie's definitely up there but i honestly think like my favorite old film that i hadn't watched prior to the podcast is american werewolf in london um yeah. because it's it's one of my all-time favorite horror movies at this point i don't think i've ever seen maybe like Shaun of the dead is the only one that even comes close and even that might be a bit too comedy of just the perfect mix of horror and comedy where it's mm. like i still to this day people still don't know what to categorize it as because it's it's so scary and horror but then you have this director who only made comedies <coughs> and it's also mm. at times very funny but not like overly so well um, it's almost when you've got his best friend that keeps reappearing yeah. more and more um decayed mm. some, of, some of that it's like it's hilarious but he looks disgusting yeah and it's like i really don't know whether to be laugh or be freaked out by it mm. and like it you know it it really does toe the line in those scenes but you know i think whenever i think american werewolf i, I instantly think horror yeah i instantly definitely. think of this, the, the scary scenes and i think you know that's why it's you know it 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 does nail the horror comedy genre but it, it gets the mix in the right way like you say it it, it first and foremost nails the horror well, yeah, because I think strictly everything to do with the werewolf is not played for laughs, which I think is so mm. such an important thing to do. Like, obviously, him waking up naked in the zoo is kind of the closest it gets, but like, there's nothing funny yeah. to do with the actual werewolf. Like, when it's the werewolf, it's terrifying. Like, the whole subway yeah. sequence is just outstanding. Just man, I I just it's such a good movie. It's it's weird where it's like I spent so long being aware of the movie, but mm. it's it's. I feel like it was so close to me. And I, just, I don't know how yeah. I missed it for so many years because, like, it's an 80s horror film that's set in England. <laughs> well, I'm like, how is this, well was it, this not um, always one of my favorite films? It's probably the best, like, representation of London yeah. that we've seen on in the cinema. The only thing that comes close to it is Last Night in Soho. I was going to say, yeah, since yeah. that, and it's, there's a 40-year yeah. gap of nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Even then, like, Soho is very specifically a part mm. of london and i know that obviously you know um american werewolf is specifically as well but it it just feels like it encapsulates more of just the vibe of london yeah throughout um because obviously he is going to different places even though he's predominantly in where is it is he is it leicester square or piccadilly uh, is the the finale is in piccadilly circus when piccadilly, he's like running around yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it yeah um but yeah it's an absolute banger well, the fact that it starts in the moors as well, so you kind of get like you yeah. get London, but then you get that other cool, creepy. You get our favorite thing. Yeah, this is this is the this is like the inception of it. The the British pub. Yeah. So oh yeah, like, like the whole British pub stuff is like all British those characters are just amazing. Amazing. <laughs> like I want to make horror movies centered around British pubs and desolate country roads in England. Yeah, and that's what this movie starts with. Yeah, like that's what's wild is that it obviously veers away from that, but like that mm. stuff is so good. And like you say that that is our that should be the thing that makes like British horror. Like I wish that was more. Like we do get some of that, and there has yeah, been more recent ones as well. But that is such the only people in England will know that.
feeling as outsider in the world um and yeah they're beautifully and perfectly like i i just love this movie so much i want to watch it again already thinking about it like and yeah the, the obviously the arrow one is is pretty much the same as the one that came out before but obviously it's just in 4k now so it's absolutely lovely like shout out to arrow like they're just slowly going through their back catalog aren't they and being like all of their big releases are now going to be 4k as well which why not hey why not um, yeah i do hate them for it but i i <laughs> i respect it i only hate them for it because i brought them all on blu-ray prior so I'm yeah not, they're, they're not they're not getting the double dip off me we'll see um <laughs> currently but, yeah, yeah we, we we shall see yeah it depends what they release i guess like could you imagine if they went back and did that Hills of Eyes part two? <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. They already regret doing part two. They only did it. For, they only did it for because of our request. I know. So um, we just, so we would so we shut up about it. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I don't think they'll go as far as putting a four K out specifically just for us. <laughs> um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Mm. Um, I I'm going to very briefly mention that we we are in the world of Walking Dead again. Oh, and I gosh. and I and I'm not gonna talk about it because I just don't want to. But I, I'm not <laughs> don't kill the good one vibes. But I'm I'm not sure whether this is now the because f- obviously we're in the final season and I, I don't know say, now. Just please tell me when it's over so I can breathe well, a sigh of relief. Like, I, I don't know now whether we are in the final run of episodes before no one, no one knows. finally ends or, or what. But um man, that show just keeps going. Yep, I told you that eight years ago when I stopped watching it. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, at this point, I'm, I'm, I'm so close, aren't I? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but it, it honestly feels like they're setting up so much. They're clearly like, well, we could create, we could create another fourteen spin-offs before we. Well, there is it. though, is it? I mean, there's already at least well, already five three. spin-offs, uh, and then there's, there's like multiple movie films. projects and all of this stuff. Yeah. Know? But there, there are. I think, I think it's only three that are actual things that have come out so far. Well, there's but, Tales of the Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, yeah, and Beyond something Beyond the Walking. But then Dead there isn't there like a Daryl spinoff coming as well. Well, yeah, they're they're all things that are like apparently in the pipeline. Like, mm. say, there's at least two or three other TV projects and a couple <laughs> of movies that are apparently in the works. But mm. um, I'm just mainlining the uh, the the OG show, and that's painful enough. Yeah, um, sounds fun. Yeah, bad times, bad times. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I'll have to try and figure out by next week because I would like to know. Like, are we in the final year? Like, does it end yeah. in 2022? Because yeah, I definitely want to get your take on when it ends, and then I also want to just calculate how much of your life you've wasted watching yeah, it and whether yeah. or not you think it's worth it. I can already answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. Um, what, what I would say is. I do stay awake while watching them, so that is a positive. Yeah, unlike the this bar. week's movie, that is the bar. Mm. Listen, no, everyone, just go watch Cursed Films. Um, if you're on Shudder, go watch Hellbender, and also definitely stream X this week. There's plenty of good shit out there, you know. Yeah, and and if you if you have Disney Plus, don't watch Walking Dead. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure there's like something because uh, yeah, I haven't even started Moon Knight yet, so I'll uh, I'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah, but you um you want to be watching fresh if you got Disney Plus. Let's just put oh, yeah. that out there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Oh, such <clears throat> such a banger. I I miss when we were watching like Fresh and X. They were good. <laughs> I miss when we were watching good movies too, bro. Ah, oh, that was a good two <laughs> weeks. Um, Instead of watching DT movies, movies from five hundred years ago, and. <laughs> <laughs> i love it so what was that last thing you said and this week's trash oh, i was gonna say you didn't even mention morbius 
well, yeah, that's not a DC movie. That's a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not a Marvel movie. I, I don't know what that movie is. Let's not open that discussion again. <laughs> well, let's. I mean, let's just very briefly. I mean, next week is yeah, about as exciting as it gets. Yeah, we're back in the cinema while. first and foremost, and we're mm. seeing the return of i in my opinion one of the best directors in the world right now um which is robert eggers obviously coming off the back of a absolute certified 10 out of 10 banger in the lighthouse um like if the if the northman is even half as good as the lighthouse i'll take that um and it'll be one of my favorite movies of the year no doubt um and like i say it's weird that i'm in that malignant old place where i'm like i'm not that excited for it um which is i think it's just the premise like Mm. when the movie starts and we see this world and we we get to just fully you know be in it Mm. i I, i'll hopefully just accept that i'm in this world and then and then embrace it but when when we've seen like the trailers and the footage i've just kind of been like i don't really enjoy viking stuff and this Mm. just you know this just doesn't excite me but i i have to believe that eggers is you know the man to give me you know enjoyment from that that kind of subsection that just doesn't interest me um the the cast as well like the the cast is astonishing like when i think about my favorite actors of the last few years and who have given me the most joy in the projects that they've been in like willem dafoe and anya taylor joy are right up there (laughs) as like the people that have just absolutely they're always in stuff that i absolutely love um think about the role that willem dafoe has been on recently like the lighthouse to spider-man to nightmare alley to the northman like (laughs) i know and i absolutely love anya we said like yeah. when when soho came out like i'll, I'll watch anything with her in now she's mm. like i i don't know why i've not watched queen's gambit have you watched the queen's gambit no i haven't either yeah it's the only like, thing i think she's been yeah, in that i haven't too. seen and i'm like <laughs> i know it doesn't sound like a thing that i'd like but mm. she's the main character like and she's fantastic like i really do have to watch it at some point for me it was i like i actually quite i quite i quite like chess as well it was just the thing that i when it came out it was so uber popular that it almost turned me off it and i feel like with those netflix shows you have to get ahead of the wave like if i hadn't watched squid game the week i watched it i never would have watched it because then it hit peak like everyone's talking about it and i would and i just switched off completely Um, whereas i I missed the week queen's Queen's yeah because people aren't talking about it now because it came out like five years ago yeah definitely three years ago but yeah yeah for sure but yeah can't wait next week big movie to talk about big exciting movie let's go um but yeah that was episode 293 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone